So Acts chapter 1, we're going to start off in verse 1. It reads, In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. Amen. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes. And a cloud hid them from their sight. They were looking intently into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. And with that, let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this time that we do get to come together as a family. That we get to look into your scripture and to hear you move. God, please remove me from the pulpit. Let your spirit truly intervene today. Let the words that you have in mind come to fruition, God. I am so honored to be in your presence as we all are. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you again. In your son's holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. And in this text, we see Jesus is risen. Amen. He is back for 40 days, meeting with his disciples. And I just imagine being in those disciples' shoes where, where your mentor, your friend, had died a gruesome death on the cross. Yeah. Humiliated. But he shows up. He gets 40 days to be back with them. And I just imagine that excitement that, that filled the room when they found out, when they got to spend those few weeks with him. Mm-hmm. Man, our Lord has returned. He's going to restore Israel. Amen. I just, I just, I imagine them, I just can't wait, wait to hang out with them. Man, I'm going to try to milk up every single second, sleepovers, whatever it takes, just to spend <laughs> yeah. those few moments with him. Yeah. And I think with that, I would have so many questions. I think there was a huge elephant in the room. There were 12 apostles, yeah. and there was 11 at this time. Yeah. I assume that they would start you know, trying to figure out something. It was obviously on their hearts, as in the next verses, they uh, pick someone new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. But I think what we see here is that Jesus had something bigger in mind. It didn't seem like he was caught up on, on Judas or caught up on anything else. But he just wanted to tell them about kingdom. Amen. Man, Jesus saw that, that now that he had 
risen from the dead, now that he had conquered death, that we had all the tools that we needed to bring his kingdom here. All the tools that we needed to become witnesses for his kingdom. And that's the title of my lesson today, is Witnesses to His Kingdom. As Jesus came back, it was, it was on his heart to speak about this kingdom of God. He only had a few days to spend with his disciples before he had to leave, and he wanted to tell them of this new kingdom that they had access to through his spirit. He had conquered death so that we could experience kingdom, so that we could live with his Holy Spirit. Amen. And I believe that when the disciples were hearing this, they would have these dreams and visions of, man, what this would look like. Mm -hmm. What it would look like to live with this new spirit in them. That, you know, this, John's baptism is, is out of date. Now it's going to be, we're baptized with the Holy Spirit. Wow. In verse 6 they said, Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And I just imagine them thinking about all the ways that, man, God's going to move now. You know, when, when you guys are hearing this, are you guys getting excited? Isn't it, isn't it exciting to see, man, God's spirit is in us now. Yeah. Man, God, how are you trying to move today? Yeah. Sadly, I think, I think for, in my life, living with the spirit can become routine. It can be waking up, and I praise God, and I, I have a good quiet time, and I, and I pray, and I have a deep time, and I, and, I, and I go to work. And then I come home, and it goes on repeat. Yeah. And I, I never longer let the Spirit really impact every part of my life. Mm. I'm no longer having these big dreams. I mean, I, I settle for the, you know, at work, I wonder if I can have so, you know, someone come out to a, to a Bible discussion. Mm. And I, I want these people to, to, to know God and to be in our kingdom, but I think I can just limit how much God is really trying to do through the Spirit. Mm. But, but Jesus gave us a new way to live. No longer enslaved to sin. No longer enslaved to these, to these routines that we get into. Isn't that a message that we want to share with our friends? That we're no longer in chains. That there's something that can break our habits, break our routines. That, man, there's, there's an option other than not spending eternity with Jesus. We have this opportunity to, to live knowing all of this. To seeing that, seeing all the majesty that God is bringing. We are witnesses to his kingdom. But what does that mean for us? What does it mean to live as witnesses to his kingdom? And I think of two things that I want us to be able to hone in on today. The first being that we need to be convinced of what we have seen. And the second, that we need to answer the calling as witnesses. I think it is easy to become distracted with the day-to-day, -day, with the work, with the school, with the, the friendships and everything. And it is easy to, to lose sight of everything that Jesus has done, that everything that Jesus is trying to do. I want you guys to ask yourselves, are you living as though you have witnessed Jesus raised from the dead? Man, are you living a life that has seen Jesus conquered death in our lives. I think that's a, that is a hard question just to say a blatant yes or no to. There's a lot to it. But it's not something that happens outside of the kingdom. I think we can take that for granted sometimes. That people's lives don't just 
instantly become transformed. But it's only because Jesus was able to conquer death. So what, what should our lives look like? What, what should our responses to, to this, to witnessing this, be? Amen. And I would love a cut and dry, this is what we do, this is what we don't do, as I'm someone who thrives off of trying to meet people's expectations. But this year, hopefully, as we, as we go through the book of Acts, we get to see, you know, what these disciples' lives looked like after they got, they got to physically see Jesus go back to heaven. At the, at the end of the day, what Jesus did is totally unfathomable. We're never going to be able to completely understand it. We're never going to be able to completely be that, that perfect witness to his, to his glory and, and do all the right things because of what he's done. But we, what our calling is to, is to see what Jesus has done and to continue letting that impact our lives. Are you looking for new ways that Jesus is impacting your life. Yesterday, we got to have a beautiful ceremony for Sophia. And it's just so evident now just how Jesus had, has used her life to impact every single one of us. And just to see how, man, God is moving through Jesus and that death didn't have the last say. As Jesus' body here on earth today we get to sit front and center to see all that Jesus is trying to do in all of our lives. As witness to what Jesus has done, man, we have to be convinced that Jesus did. That Jesus did raise from the dead. That he did conquer death in our lives. That we aren't enslaved to sin any longer. Are we still convinced of that? Are we still convinced that Jesus died for each and every one of us? That we don't have to live in the same routine. In verse 11, the men in white, the angels say, Men of Galilee, why do you stand there looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Man, the angels are asking these guys, what are you guys standing around for? You know, what, what are you guys waiting for? As witnesses to what Jesus has done, as witnesses to Jesus' life, we are called to confirm that calling. Amen. To confirm our calling as witnesses. And that leads me to my final point. The world needs this message. And we are going to be the way that they see that. Our lives are going to be the reason that, that, that they, they, they decide to start following Jesus. Man, look how look at what God has done for you. Man, I want that for my life. Because this message is so radical. It's 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 beyond what the world could can understand and comprehend. That people's lives are changing and that that death doesn't rule us all. Amen. That it's it's more than just some characters in a history book that we learn about in school. People around us have questions. They have these doubts and fears about what this life will look, will look like. When we talk to, to people about, you know, changing their entire lives, it's scary for them. Mm-hmm. It's scary to see that my life's going to be flipped upside down. Yeah. Nothing I know is going to be the same. Yeah. That's terrifying. 
But for those people, we are witnesses. We are witnesses to all that Jesus has done for us and for them. We get to be talismans for the Spirit to move. At Virginia Tech, at Radford, in Christiansburg, in Blacksburg, in Roanoke, in Canada. <laughs> when I think about what it means to, to be this witness, I do think of this, this court scene. The scene where there are, on one side, there are people yelling, Jesus is a fraud. There's nothing in the scripture that is, that is valid, that is valid to my experiences, and the people throwing shame on Jesus and living this way. In this court case, we have been called to be a witness for Jesus and his life. Because he was a witness for us. We have seen the power that Christ gives. We have been changed by his life. And we know that on the other side of that court case, that their lives can change too. Amen. Are you ready to testify? When our Lord Jesus is, is in question, are you the one who's called to the case? You know, at your job or in your classes, are you the one showing people how their lives can be transformed by this message, by the message of Jesus. I'm excited to, to go through Acts because I, it has the most brilliant, I think, transformations of characters. And just seeing how, man, they had somebody there for them yeah. to, to, to be a witness for them so that they could be transformed. Yeah. And it's the same for us today. Is that you? Are you living a life as a witness to what Jesus is bringing? What's going to stop you from boldly testifying that Jesus is Lord? And as I was preparing some of this last night, uh, my roommates were joking about whether or not, you know, we'd all be friends if, like, if we weren't, you know, disciples here today. And I'm going to let you guys come to your own conclusion. But... I think it, it is just such a testament to, to see how much we have all been changed. Yeah. How this, this group, without Jesus, we wouldn't be here. And this Ms. Motley crew wouldn't be functioning as it, yeah. as it does today. Yeah. But man, Jesus has really impacted every one of our lives. And he's trying to impact everyone else's too. Yeah. You know, without Jesus, I would be a, a numb-to-life Yes, man. Overfilled with, with jealousy and envy for all the relationships and the, the people and the fun and, the, and living life. Just wanting to, to feel a little bit of love. Just wanting a little bit of appreciation. Maybe you don't know what it exactly means to, to live as, as someone testifying for Jesus. To live as a witness. But I think our biggest tool and our, our biggest opportunity is just opening up people, opening up our lives to people. Showing people just how much we've changed. How much Jesus moved in our lives to get us to where we are today. Yeah. Letting them see the mess that we were before Jesus died on the cross for us. Yeah. Family, let's strive to be convinced daily of what Jesus has done. 
Let us be those who have witnessed Jesus' life here on earth. Witnessed his death, burial, and resurrection. Let us be people who eagerly answer the call to testify. Let's live this way in the NRB. Amen. To God be the glory.